Welcome to God's Truth. I'm Dr. D. Todd Harrison as we continue to teach and proclaim God's truth throughout all the world. We welcome you today as we continue our series currently on Isaiah within the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Old Testament here in the year 2022. Next year we'll be moving on to the New Testament. What a great year that's going to be as we're going to look at Jesus Christ, his moral ministry, the things he did, the miracles he performed, and his very teachings that he taught while he lived on the earth. And of that same Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I testify as one of his witnesses that he lives today. He rose from the dead in accordance with all the holy prophecies of all the holy prophets, including that mighty prophet Isaiah, which we've been looking at his prophecies of the Lord Jesus Christ the last couple of weeks. Well, we're here again today to look at more prophecies that Isaiah prophesied of Jesus. And of Jesus Christ, we bear witness, we testify, and we also will look at this mighty prophet Isaiah and testify he was a mighty prophet of God. Let's look here at Isaiah. We'll be looking this week at chapters 40 through 49. For those of you just joining us, you're welcome to view the prior two-week lessons as well on Isaiah as we look at this mighty book of Scripture, uh, this book of Isaiah quoted more, uh, Isaiah is quoted more times uh, than any other prophet in the New Testament by Jesus and his apostles. It's it's quoted more times uh, than any other prophet in the Book of Mormon in the Doctrine and Covenants, and, and probably with current uh, leaders of the church. Uh, Isaiah is a great book of scripture. Isaiah was a mighty prophet, and he testified of Jesus Christ, his first coming as a babe in Bethlehem, his ministry in the land of Galilee and the territories of Naphtali and the uh, Zebulon, as it testified uh, last week, and in uh, his uh, death and atoning sacrifice, in Jerusalem. Okay, here we go. So let's look at chapter 40, and we're going to look at uh, 40, verse 1 through 5. Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, saith your God, even though I brought destruction upon them, and they've been destroyed, and their temple burned to the ground, their houses burned, their wives the, the, the raped in front of their faces, as he said in the last week's uh, lesson, their babies killed before their eyes. Comfort ye. They are still my people. I'm still holding out hope for them that they may yet turn to me, repent of their sins, and accept me as their Savior. Therefore, comfort ye, my people. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished. It's over. The war is over now. Uh, That her iniquity is pardoned, for she hath received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Powerful verse. The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, as we'll see John the Baptist opening up the New Testament, so crying, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill shall be made low. And the crooked shall be made straight and the rough places plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed as he comes back the second time in the clouds of heaven with all his holy mighty angels. And all flesh shall see it together the second coming. All those still on the earth that have not been killed off in the great war, that have not been 
burned by fire, shall see Jesus Christ descend from the clouds of glory with his holy angels. We've looked at what that really means in other lessons, but nevertheless, coming forth as these prophets did their best to describe this event, uh, the clouds, though from the clouds of heaven, it would be so powerful that the wicked will be hiding under the rocks in the valleys and the mountains hiding from the glory of the lord and that for the mouth of the lord has spoken it powerful verses uh, let's look now at 13 through 14 who hath directed the spirit of the lord or being his counselor, have taught the Lord something, right? His, Isaiah later will say, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways higher than our ways. Doctrine and covenants, uh, I got it more intelligent than they all, right? No one, no one can counsel the Lord. No one can teach him something new that he didn't not know, that he did not already know. He knows how to create the earth, create the sun, create all the planets, create the universe. Nobody can declare to him how to do things. He knows everything. Right? 28 through 31. Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not faint? Neither is he tired. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increaseth their strength. Even the youths that are usually energetic and can run around, they shall faint and be weary, yet God shall not be faint and weary. And the young man shall utterly fall. But the promise of the Lord here. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles and soar. They shall run and not be tired or weary. They shall walk and not faint. Moving to 41, 10 through 14. Once again, in this curriculum, we're just taking parts uh, gems here and there in these chapters. We highly encourage you to be reading the book of Isaiah on your own and see what other great truths you can learn that can help benefit your life and help benefit your understanding of God. We're just looking at some gems, some small gems here in these great chapters. 41, 10 through 14. Fear thou not. For I am with thee, be not dismayed. Sounds like the song, How Firm a Foundation. Many of you know that song. For I am thy God, I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing. The Babylonians are going to be destroyed, right? They're being used by God as his instrument to destroy the kingdom of Judah and destroy the temple and destroy the holy city, Jerusalem. Yet they themselves shall get a just recompense for their own for their own sins and wickedness by Cyrus the Persian, who we'll see direct the revelation and prophecy about him coming up here as well. Behold, uh, verse 12, thou shalt seek them and shall not find them. Even them that contended with thee. You even look for your enemies 
and you won't be able to find them because Babylon's going to be completely destroyed and wiped off the map. They that war against thee shall be as nothing and as a thing of naught. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Fear not, thou worm Jacob, and ye men of Israel, I will help thee, saith the Lord and thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. 17. When the poor and the needy seek water, and there is none, and the wicked that refuse to give them water, and their tongue faileth for thirst, I, the Lord, will hear them. The people in the earth will reject them, will not pay attention to them, will refuse to take care of them. But I will take care of them personally, right? I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. This is a powerful lesson today. A lot of powerful verses, not only in this lesson, but the other lessons of Isaiah. Isaiah, mighty prophet of God. 42, 6 through 10. I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness and will hold mine hand and will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people for a light unto the Gentiles. To open the blind eyes, to bring out the prisoners from the prison and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. I, the Lord, this is my name and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. I'm going to start to to uh, really uh, uh, go, uh, you know, mock and, uh, and go after these graven images. Behold, the former things are come to pass, and new things do I declare. Before they spring, for spring forth, I tell you of them. Amos, right? The Lord God will do nothing on this earth except first reveal it to his servants, the prophets, right? He will first reveal it. Uh, uh, then he'll bring it to pass. He says... Uh, 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 later he'll say, because that way you'll know that I did it and not that it was something your idol did, right? Your graven image did not do that. So I declare it in prophecy and then I bring it to pass. Sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise from the end of the earth. Ye that go down to the sea and all that is therein, the isles and the inhabitants thereof. 13 through 18. The Lord shall go forth as a mighty man. He shall stir up jealousy like a man of war. He shall cry, yea, roar like a lion. He shall prevail against his enemies. First time he came as a, as a humble babe in Bethlehem. He allowed himself to be killed and crucified on a cross. Next time he's coming, it says here, he's coming as a mighty man of war. And he will... Uh, be a man of war. He shall cry and roar like a lion and prevail against his enemies. I've long, I have long time holding my peace, right? He continues to hold his peace, refuses to bring the world to destruction until they've all had a chance to really truly hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and to, to, to decide either to accept or reject it. I have been still and refrained to myself. Now will I cry like a travailing woman in labor. I will destroy and devour at once. I will make waste mountains and hills and dry up all their herbs. And I will make the rivers islands and I will dry up the pools. And I will bring the blind by a way they know not. I will lead them in paths they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. These things will I do unto them and not forsake them. 
They shall be turned back. They shall be greatly ashamed. They that trust in graven images, false gods in today's world, those who believe in in, uh, trust in these false uh, creeds of a false uh, uh, false Christian denominations. Uh, those are the current graven images and, and idols of today's uh, world. That say to the molten images, "You are our gods," or say to this creed formulated long after the apostles died in the New Testament, "This is our God," and they declare these uh, false uh, creeds. Okay, and so now we'll move on to. 24 through 25. Who gave Jacob for a spoil and Israel to the robbers? Did not the Lord? He against whom we have sinned, for they would not walk in his ways, neither were they obedient unto his law. Therefore he hath poured upon him the fury of his anger and the strength of battle and has set him on fire round about. Yet he knew not and it burned him, yet it laid not to the heart. And what Jesus Christ is going to say in the New Testament. Oh, how he cannot wait to burn the wicked with fire. And oh, how he wishes the fire had already begun. 43, I'll look at verse 1. But now, saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine nevertheless i still hold out hope for you i know in the latter days you're going to repent you're going to finally accept jesus christ as your lord and savior 10 through 11 ye are my witnesses saith the lord and my servant whom i have chosen that she may know and believe me and understand that i am he god before me there was no god formed Neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord. And beside me there is no Savior. You can continue to trust all you want in these false images, these false idols, these false creeds of an abominable false uh, Christianity, those false Christian churches who believe in these post-non-biblical creeds. These are graven images. These are false gods that they worship. It's not the God of the Bible. It's not the Jesus Christ of the Bible that they worship in these creeds. He says here uh, uh, that, you know, I am the true God. You know, not these creeds, not these false images, not these false idols. I am God. For you, I am God. There is no God before me that uh, that that your ancestors worshiped. There will not be another God after me who you will worship. In terms of your worship, you are to turn away from these false images, these false gods, and these false creeds of a false uh, apostate Christianity, and worship me, the true God of the Bible, the true Jesus Christ of the Bible, and become a true Christian, a member of true Christianity. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. You cannot find find a, a Savior in the false creeds of an abominable false Christian uh, religion. You have to come into the true Christian religion, the true church of God, the one that Jesus Christ himself declared is the only true and living church upon all the face of the earth. He declared that, what what did we look at last year? You know, 100 plus times, 150, 160 
times declared it over and over again that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is his church. They are the only Christians. They are the only church he accepts, the only true and living church upon all the face of the earth. Others can go out and call them Christians, call themselves Christians as much as they want, that they are not accepted as Christians in the sight of Jesus Christ. He himself has made that clear many, 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 many times in the Doctrine and Covenants. If you don't believe me, read the Doctrine and Covenants. Then you'll know how Jesus Christ feels about the matter. Okay, so now let's look at uh, 25, 25, yeah. I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake, and will not remember thy sins, right? It's for my own sake that I'm going to forgive you of your sins, right? It looks bad for a God to have people rebel against him, people sin against his uh, commands, right? God doesn't want people to be to still be, uh, you know, with the sins accounted on their behalf, right? He wants to forgive them for his own, you know, make himself look good, right? And also be, because he wants to be a God of mercy, of forgiveness, and so forth. 27 to 28. Thy first father has sinned. Your real father is Satan, right? You don't follow Jesus Christ, right? He's not your father. Satan is your father. Your first father has sinned. And thy teachers have transgressed against me. They teach false things. What did the, what did Jesus Christ say to the prophet Joseph Smith in the first vision in 1820? What did he say? All uh, join none of these false Christian churches. None of them are true. That their pastors and their professors are corrupt. They teach false things. Uh, that their creeds are an abomination in his sight. Right? He called out. He called out their teachers, just as it said. Thy teachers have transgressed against me. He said that they honor him with their lips. They say, Jesus, 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 but their hearts are far from him. That does not make you a Christian just because you utter the name Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. Even the devil says, Jesus, Jesus, right? You have become a Christian through your heart, right? Your heart has to honor God. Your heart has to honor the Lord Jesus Christ, not just your lips. Not just Jesus, Jesus, you know, or I believe Jesus, I believe. Even the devils believe and they shudder and, and they, you know, and the, the James says, right, right? Even the devils believe and they tremble in his presence, right? Okay, so now that would be, now we go to 44. And we'll first look at uh, verse 6. Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last, and beside me there is no God. Stop going after these false images, these false idols. Stop going after these false uh, abominable creeds of a false uh, Christianity, right? I am God, the God of the Bible, the God of the Jesus Christ of the Bible. That's the one you need to study and learn and worship, not some other Jesus Christ that they claim is Jesus Christ that has no body, no parts, no passions, that's somehow one and three and three and one, yellow is uh, is uh, red, red is blue, and they're all uh, pink, right? And it's not what the Bible says about Jesus Christ. Stop worshiping a false Jesus. Come unto the Jesus of the Bible, the Jesus of the Old Testament, the Jesus of the New Testament. 
8 through 11. Fear ye not, neither be afraid. Have I not told thee from that time and have declared it? Ye are even my witnesses. Is there a God beside me? Yea, there is no God. I know not any. Right? There's no God. Your false images, your false idols, your false creeds cannot save you. They can't. Those gods can't. Everywhere present, yet at the same time, nowhere present. That's atheism, folks. Those of you believing in those false kinds of uh, Christian creeds need to repent of your sins and come unto the true God of the Bible, right? Not the, something that's uh, everywhere and yet nowhere present. Uh, one times zero equals zero. It does not exist. It is a form of atheism, right? It needs to be rejected. That's what Jesus Christ said. Uh, let's see. Now we're going to say nine. Nine. They that make a graven image are all of them vanity, and their delectable things shall not profit. And they are their own witnesses that they don't see. These he's a, 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 no body, no parts, no passions. Right? Those who uh, worship that kind of Christian creed, right? That God does not see. It does not know anything. Right? Because it doesn't exist. It's atheism. Who hath formed a God or molten a graven image that is profitable for nothing, right? Behold, all his fellows shall be ashamed, and the workmen, they are a man. Let them all be gathered together and let them stand up. Yet they shall fear and they shall be ashamed together. Uh, 15 through 18. Then shall it be for a man to burn, for he will make thereof and warm himself, right? What? What? In the end, what are these idols good for, right? You can just throw it in the fire and warm yourself, right? <laughs> yeah, he kindleth it and baketh bread. <laughs> yeah, you can do that too. Yeah, he maketh a god and worshipeth it. He maketh it a graven image and falleth down thereunto. He burneth part of it in the fire. With part thereof he eateth flesh. He roasteth roast and is satisfied. Yet he warmeth himself and saith, Aha, I am worn. I have seen the fire. And the residue thereof he maketh a God, even his little graven image. And he falls down unto it and worshipeth it and prayeth unto it and saith, Deliver me, for thou art my God. Isaiah here, this is comedy here, folks. Isaiah is just mocking and allow, in, you know, in, a, in, a, in a funny way. He's trying to make you laugh here as he's mocking me. People worship these false gods, right? They have not known nor understood, for he has shut their eyes that they cannot see in their hearts that they cannot understand. 24. Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, and he that formed thee from the womb. I am the Lord that maketh all things, that stretcheth forth the heavens alone, that spread, spreadeth abroad the earth by myself, that frustrateth the tokens of the liars, and maketh the vinners mad, that turneth wise men backward, and maketh their knowledge foolish. 20, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, and then 28, that saith of Cyrus, the Persian, right? He is my shepherd and he shall perform all my pleasure, even saying to Jerusalem, you shall be built anew, you shall be, be rebuilt, and to the temple, your foundation shall be laid. So here he calls out Cyrus by name, and he's going to continue this in 45 here. 45, 1 through 7. Thus saith the Lord to his Messiah, right? Anointed here in the in the King James, but it's Messiah, right? And only two people in scripture 
God calls Messiah, right? Jesus Christ. And this Cyrus, who he rose up to destroy the Babylonians, to allow his covenant people to return home to Jerusalem from, from the Babylonian captivity, to rebuild Jerusalem and to rebuild the temple. Therefore, he's a Messiah figure. Thus saith the Lord to his a Messiah to Cyrus, whose right hand I have holden, to subdue nations before him. And I will loose the loins of kings to open before him the two gates, and the gates shall not be shut. I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron. And I will give thee the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which call thee by thy name, am the God of Israel. For Jacob, my servant's sake, and Israel, mine elect, I have even called thee by thy name. I have surnamed thee, though thou hast not known me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God, even the God you're worshiping among, in the, among the Persian Empire. That is no God. Cyrus, listen to me. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me, that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. Reject, throw away your Persian false gods. Come unto me. I am the true God. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Eight. Drop down, ye heavens, from above, and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open and let them bring forth salvation, and let righteousness spring up together. I, the Lord, have created it. So once again, this is going back now again to uh, the prophecy of the Book of Mormon coming forth. That the uh, truth that the earth would open up, as it did, and uh, bring forth salvation through the message of the Book of Mormon, a second witness of the Savior and, and Lord Jesus Christ, as we know that the uh, that God Himself declared that His word is only established by the mouths of two or three witnesses. Therefore, the Bible, as one witness, is not sufficient to establish God's word. God's word has been established because not only do we have the Bible, but we also have the Book of Mormon written by another set of prophets living on a, a, in a different part of the earth. Both sets of prophets bearing witness uh, as two witnesses to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 16. They shall be ashamed and also confounded, all of them. They shall go to confusion together that are makers of idols. But Israel shall be saved in the Lord with an everlasting salvation. You shall not be ashamed nor confound a world without end, because it will turn out that you are worshiping the true and living God, not a false God, not a false image, a false idol, a false creed, but that you're worshiping the true and living God that who has a body of flesh and bones. The same Jesus Christ who said in the New Testament when he rose from the dead, handle me and see, for a spirit does not have a body of flesh and bones as you see that I, the resurrected Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, have. That's over in Luke 24, 15, totally contrary to the false creeds of false Christianity. Uh, let's look at 18. 
For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it. He hath established it, he created it not in vain, he formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is none else, right? God does not just make an earth, and for as it says here, in vain. He makes it for a purpose, for it to be inhabited. This is my work and my glory to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. What does God do? He takes these intelligences uh, through whatever process is involved, turns them into a spirit, and then it provides a, an earth for them to come down and live on. So therefore, these planets that you see in the universe were not made in vain, right? All these planets. So all these planets, Mars, Mercury, Venus, Jupiter, Saturn, and on and on and on. Obviously, based on this verse itself, he did not just create those planets in vain. He created them to be inhabited. He formed it to be inhabited, right? So either in the past, some distant time in the past, they were inhabited, or perhaps they're undergoing a process that in the future they shall be inhabited. But as it says here, that God will not just create the earth and other planets in vain. He will form them to be inhabited, to bring the past, the immortality and eternal life of men, to give an opportunity as many spirits as possible and as many intelligences as possible to be able to work out through a, 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 the death and atoning sacrifice of a Jesus Christ figure to be able to, to lay claim to the atonement of a Jesus Christ to receive repent forgiveness of their sins and go back to Heavenly Father's presence. Okay, so that would be uh, uh, for okay. Now we'll look at twenty. Assemble yourselves and come, draw near together, ye that are escaped of the nations. They have no knowledge that set up the wood of their graven image and pray unto a God that cannot save. Graven images. Idols and false creeds cannot save you. Those are not gods. They cannot see, as he said earlier. They don't know anything. They cannot save. 22 to 25. Look unto me and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God and there is none else. So stop worshiping false things, even if you call it Jesus Christ. Stop worshiping false things. That is not God. That is not the Jesus Christ of the Bible. It needs to be rejected. 20, um, 23. I have sworn by myself the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return, that unto me every deed shall bow and every tongue shall swear. Surely shall one say, In the Lord have I righteousness and strength. Even to him shall men come, and all that are incensed against him shall be ashamed. In the Lord shall all the seed of Israel be justified and shall glory. All right, moving on to 46. Let's look at 5 through 10. To whom will ye liken, liken me, God, and make me equal, and compare me, that we may be like, who are you going to even try to compare to me, God? They lavish gold out of the bag and waste silver in the balance and hire goat's milk to make this false image, false god. And he maketh it a god. They fall down, yea, they worship. They bear him upon the shoulder. They carry him and set him in the place. And he standeth from his place. Shall he not remove? Yea, one shall cry unto him. Yet can he not answer nor save him out of his trouble? 
Remember this and show yourselves, men. Bring it again to mind, O ye transgressors. Remember the former, former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God, there is none like me. You cannot de- make an image to look like and uh, be powerful like uh, God. An image cannot see, cannot save. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times of things that are not yet done. Saying, my counsel, my counsel shall stand. I will do all my pleasure or will. Uh, 47, 3 through 4. By nakedness shall be uncovered, right? The wickedness uh, will be uncovered. Those committing wickedness shall be uncovered. By nakedness shall be uncovered. Yea, thy shame shall be seen. Remember, if the adulterous woman was caught, they would strip her naked and stone her, right? So God will uncover the wickedness of people. You cannot hide from God. He will uncover your wickedness, right? Thy nakedness shall be uncovered. Yea, thy shame shall be seen. I will take vengeance, and I will not meet thee as a man. I'm coming as a as a man of war, not just a regular man. And as for with a regular man, you have a chance to fight and maybe win, right? <laughs> you can't against the warring God. And as for our Redeemer, the Lord of hosts is his name, the Holy One of Israel. Sit thou silent and get thee into darkness, O daughter of the Chaldeans, for thou shalt no more be called the Lady of Kingdoms. You will be destroyed. Babylon being destroyed as symbolic of the wicked being destroyed in the last days. Uh, 48. I have even from the beginning declared it to thee. Before it came to pass, I showed it thee. So we go back to that we looked at earlier. Lest thou shouldest say, mine idol hath done this, right? Therefore I give prophecy and then I fulfill it. So you can't say, my idol hath done this, right? And my graven image and my molten image hath commanded them. 9 through 12. For my name's sake will I defer defer mine anger, and from my praise will I refrain from thee, that I cut thee not off. Behold, I have refined thee, but not with silver, silver. I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. For mine own sake, even for my own sake, will I do it. For how shall my name be polluted? And I will not give my glory unto another. Hearken unto me, O Jacob and Israel, my called. I am he, I am the first, I am also the last. And we'll look at 18 through 22. All that thou hast hearkened, if you had only listened to my commandments to do them, then you would have had peace like a river and your righteousness would have been like the waves of the sea. Your seed had also been as the sand. I promised you everlasting eternal life, eternal lives that you shall have everlasting increase that that you can become like that and have everlasting seed forever and ever and ever and ever. And I would have given that to you, but you rejected it and you refused to keep my commandments. Thy seed should have been as the sand and the and the offspring of thy bowels like the gravel thereof. His name should not have been cut off nor destroyed from before me. But instead, I had to allow you to be killed off in the, uh, the war when the Babylon came to get you, right? Go ye forth of Babylon, flee from the Chaldeans. With a voice of singing, declare, declare ye, tell this. Utter it even to the end of their saying, the Lord hath redeemed his servant Jacob. And they thirsted not when he led them through the deserts. 
He caused the waters to flow out of the rock for them. He claved the rock also, and the waters gushed out. There is no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked, right? Any wicked person tells you that they're happy in their life, they are lying. If any wicked person tells you they have peace in their lives, they are lying. Right here, the Lord God said that, right? Maybe we ought to read that again. So when people confront you and try to tell you that ever since they left the church, they're, they feel at peace. That is a lie, a lie. They're the servants. Uh, it's a lie just like their father, the devil, would, would call it, right? There is no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked. But peace is a promise from God to the righteous. Peace is a promise to those who keep his commandments, those who accept him, those who honor him as their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, those who become members of his church and kingdom upon the earth, those who do their best to serve him and to serve to their neighbors as themselves. For those of you not yet members of his church, we issue you an invitation directly from the Lord to come, come unto the waters of, of, of life, come to the waters of righteousness, come into his church and kingdom upon the earth. We will leave in the description of this video a link. Just click on this link. Let the missionaries know you're ready to accept Jesus Christ in your life as your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that you exercise faith in him. You want to repent of your sins, become a baptized member of his church and kingdom upon the earth so you can declare to be a Christian that you've taken upon yourselves his name, which can only be done beginning in baptism by those who hold the priesthood and authority of God. That's the important uh, the key here, right? Just because somebody baptizes you means absolutely nothing in God's eyes unless God has first authorized them to perform such baptism. And unless God has said, I will accept such a baptism. Well, the missionaries have that ability to perform such baptism that will be accepted by God. Therefore, go forward and let the missionaries know you want to become a baptized member of Jesus Christ's kingdom upon the earth, and then he will bless you with this peace. You will no longer have to say that you don't have peace. You will have that peace. You will have that joy and, and that happiness that comes from being a member of his kingdom upon the earth, knowing that you are following God in your life. Those of you who have fallen into inactivity in the church, we welcome you to come on back, come back and become once again a member of the saints of God. You can lean on each other for support as we go through the trials and afflictions of mortal life. In closing, we testify once again of these things that Jesus indeed is our Lord and Savior and our God. He died for our sins. May we take full advantage of that great blessing to just simply repent and lay claim upon those blessings from that atonement of Jesus Christ, which he freely offers to all without price. I bear testimony of him and of the restoration of the gospel this day. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. And I was about to uh, close this here. Uh, but uh, the Holy Spirit of God has uh, spoken to me again and has asked me to uh, leave a blessing upon you that he can bless you with joy and happiness, with, that, with the joy and happiness that you seek. That he will bless you with the basic financial resource that you need in your life to carry out his mission that he has prepared for you. 
and that and that you may be able to be a blessing to your family in many ways, not just financially, but in in support and in other ways. We he, he, we ask him to bless you to with a safe roof overhead, with place to sleep. Bless you to have food in your houses. That as the widow in the Old Testament in the times of Elijah, that their food did not extinguish. But as she continued to go forward to take food out of her kitchen, there was food. We bless you with that same blessing for those of you that need that at this time in your life. That bread shall not fail from your house as you seek unto the Lord and do your best to keep his commandments. We leave this blessing upon you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.